Welcome to Up Next. I'm Gabrielle Boucher, millennial author and entrepreneur. Each week, I bring to next generation leaders and millennial game changers to inspire you to change your world. Let's see what's next. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This week, we are yet again featuring the voice of an up and coming leader. Today with us, we have Joshua Davis, who is the founder of an organization and a company called With Josh. And it's a really cool concept. I'm excited about hearing about his story. But With Josh is a personal and image con- um, image coaching company that dresses young executives from top companies like Blue Cross Blue Shield, Honda, IBM, you name it. And what's really interesting about Joshua's story is he's he's gone from just being a single image consultant himself to creating a piece of technology that empowers the end user with the skills they need to be able to make decisions about their fashion and their image themselves. Joshua, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So how in the world did you come up with the idea for becoming an image consultant? That's a great question. So I used to work for a company that bought and sold lost and damaged freight. And it was interesting for a little while, but after a bit, everything is sort of the same. You buy a box and you sell a box. But I I learned this skill of how to buy and sell and went to college and went broke, of course. And I was in a Macy's department store and I wanted a, I think it was a Hugo Boss polo shirt. And I couldn't afford the shirt because I was in college and I was you know, broke. And uh, there was a- Like we all were. <laughs> right. And there was a rack of them. My you know, auction days taught me that if I, if I bought all of them, I could sell most of them, make some money and keep one for free. So my venture in college was that I bought this first rack of shirts. I think it was 30 of them. And over the weekend, I sold 29 shirts. I made 400 bucks, and I kept one for free. And I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. That'll work. So my job in college became buying and selling clothing. And it was fun for a little while, but like anything else, it became a box. I lost interest. People started coming to me asking, how do you, you know, wear these clothes that you're selling? And Honestly, that was a lot more interesting to me. So I started dressing people for you know dates and interviews in college. It was influential in their lives. And I had a turning point where my my best friend's father, he went bankrupt in the downturn in 2008. And he was just the, the joy of the party, truly. He, he lost that. He had this slump in his shoulders suddenly when he went bankrupt. And his wife came to me and asked, can you help my husband? He hasn't had an interview in like 20 years. I was like, of, of course, sure I can. So we went and we picked out his first outfit. And he went into the fitting room, kind of a, a sad man. And he walked out and he stood tall. He was different. I realized in that moment that I didn't give him value. When you're at auction, you are bidding on things and you're assigning value based on economy and use. But people have intrinsic value, and I didn't give him value. I simply helped him see it. So for me, image coaching was a lot more about the bigger picture, about helping people see their own value, not attributed value. That's so powerful. It's funny to think about how much clothing really does have an impact, not only in how the world sees us, but how we see ourselves 
there's the old adage that we've all heard through college is that you don't dress for the job that you have. You dress for the job that you want. How have you seen that transformation of clothing people move away from just making sure that they look the part, but helping them see that they have what it takes to succeed as well? So my most powerful story is is a simple anecdote. I had a, a client who came to me. He had gained a good bit of weight uh, in a job transfer and was was feeling, um, I guess, susceptible to the, the pressures that come along with that. He thought he needed larger clothes, so he called me, and we went through the wardrobe process, and we we actually bought clothes that were tailored for his body type as opposed to just larger clothes. Anyway, after after the process, he went back to his office, and his secretary said to him, "You look different. I'm not sure what it is. Did you did you lose weight? Like that is that is monumental because if you walk into a room and someone says." man, I like that shirt. Really, I haven't done my job because the focus isn't on you. It's on the thing that's on you. When someone can walk in and say, I don't know what's different about you, but I think you lost weight, but you look great. That builds so much self-confidence because the thing that's important is you and everything that I do should bring bring attention to you as the user of those. So he came into the process overweight and he left feeling that he had had lost weight and he gained self-confidence. So for me, that was huge. Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting seeing where you've come from, from, you know, starting off in college, selling shirts to now creating a company where you're empowering not only the individual again with clothing, but with self-confidence. Tell us about that transition from, you know, dressing your best friend's dad to now having some pretty impressive clients who are hiring you to come in and and make them look successful. So I love those stories where people, you know, they look like they've lost weight, but it takes, you know, sometimes 10, 15, 20 hours of time working with a client to get them to that point. And I would love to do that for everyone. I just don't have the time. With my client base, some people want a signature style, but some people just want to look great at the office and all of the social norms that come along with that. So think about like a blazer, for instance. A blazer, men's blazer, it keeps you neither warm nor dry, yet you wear it indoors. Like, why do we do this? Because it's part of social norms. You have to do it at work to look professional. Guys could spend a lot of time trying to find the best blazer for them in terms of fit and build quality and cost, but they just don't have the time for that. So as a consultant, my job is to help identify your audience and your goals and then build a wardrobe around that. But if we're dealing just with the social norms side of that, that's pretty easy to automate. With the process I've gone through over the past 10 years, learning how to better and better refine the wardrobing process, I can intake a client and help them figure out based on their measurements what they need to accomplish and then let the app basically do the rest. Because if you just need a blue blazer and some khakis to meet those social norms, the hardest part of that becomes the fit of the garment and which garment to buy. Well, I can pretty readily rank the garments in terms of, you know, 
value or cost per wear. And then matching the garment to your physical dimensions is also a pretty easy thing to do. So the app sim simply automates that and makes what I do accessible for everyone. So you're essentially empowering the individual themselves to be making those decisions wherever they're at. Absolutely. It's like if you use a best match feature. That's so exciting. So Yeah, absolutely. So it's like a best match that's actually for you, not for the vendor. Walk us through what it looks like to actually start a technology company around style. I meet with entrepreneurs every week from college campuses to chambers of commerce, and we uh, will inevitably end up talking about whether or not they should get an app. Right, because most companies, I think, who are trying to reach our generation are saying, "Well, I'll just get an app, and and that'll make you know the perfect sense to to reach to reach young people." But it's not just the app itself, but it's how do you create something that is intuitive and reflects not only human nature but human needs? How are you able to do that? That's a great question. So, an app has to be salient to the audience. And I think that people want to feel good and they want to look good and they just don't know always the best way to do that. Human interaction would be great. It's not always the best. I mean, you've been into a store and been sold something and that process isn't always fun. You feel like you're being sold to. So when we looked at creating an app, it was an idea of how can we help people feel better in mass? You know, I can help a thousand people on a day on the app or more find the perfect item it was a little bit challenging in my market in atlanta because we're not a, a huge fashion hub by any means um but because of my business i have great relationships with a lot of the vendors here in the city and they've been you know overly willing to provide things like line sheets on garments um inventory access because I make it a point to work with vendors who have a similar worldview or belief set that I do, that they want the best for the customer in the long run as opposed to a short sale. And um, the app is very much focused on that. It doesn't rank you know, results based on who has paid us the most to get to serve you a result. It truly ranks it based on the best item for you, which is the whole concept behind the consulting business as well. So I think if an app is going to succeed, it has to be first and foremost, truly user focused. It can't just be, um, you know, a wink and a nod to make a sale. And it's so important. And as you said it very well, that it's important to focus on the customer and to find partners who have that same worldview and viewpoint. And too often, I think we can take that short approach of who's around us now, who either has the quick cash or who's opening the doors for us without using discernment and spending time actually thinking through who these individuals are. Because I had a business partner tell me once, he said, if we're starting a business together, we're adopting a kid together. That's the level of, of partnership that we enter into when we're going into business. And so having that same worldview, making sure that they are committed and that they have that same value set as you is really important. Absolutely. What would you say for you is has been one of the biggest lessons that you've learned through your 10 years of helping people find value in themselves and expressing it through their style. I guess that you can't do it alone. And that maybe is a lesson bigger than just consulting. I like to say that, you know, everybody is has ridden to where they are on someone else's coattails. Think about Bill Gates. He didn't just become the world's wealthiest man on his own. He was in the right place at the right time. Um, so it could be a full service that saves you some time like mine where we make you look and feel great. Um, but 
mentors are probably the single biggest lesson that I've learned. I, I call the business image coaching for a reason. There are a lot of uh, personal shoppers out there, which are essentially style gophers. They go for this and go for that. Um, there are stylists, which have an idea of how you should look and then inflict their idea on you, um, which is also not great. And image consultants who tell you what you should do and then they leave. A coach, to me, since the words matter, is someone who will co-labor with you and help you work towards your ultimate goal. My goal is not to inflict my style on somebody else. There's one of me, and that's enough for the world. I want to make sure that you look like the best version of you, not the best version of me. And I think a good mentor in any field will do that. Um, so I would say get a mentor and make it worth your while and theirs to stick with it, and they'd be happy to teach you. That concept of mentorship is one that I'm personally very passionate about, but here on the show we talk a lot about the importance and the power of partnering people who have more experience, different experience, and who are committed to making you the best version of you, not cloning themselves in you which I think you you said really well. Well, we're here at the end of our show, but before I let you go, we ask all of our guests the same question, and it's this. If the 12-year-old version of you were to meet you now and seeing what, see what you do with your company, what would they think about I think, it? I think 12-year-old Josh would have no concept at all. 12-year-old Josh would grew up in an entirely different world. Um, not, not wealthy, not in a world of fashion or art or anything even akin to that. So I think he would have no concept, um, but would be receptive and pretty excited. Well, I believe that. Absolutely. Well, Joshua Davis, founder of With Josh, you can visit his website. We'll have it in the show notes, but it's with.josh. Uh, com And I just want to acknowledge you for your work in this space, for pushing yourself past your own personal boundaries, for being willing to change and constantly learning from the situation that you're in. And I'm really excited to hear about your perspective on how do you empower individuals to see themselves as who they really are versus how the world is supposed to see them. So thank you so much for joining us on the show this week. 